Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Chat Markets. Eric Meyer here, president of High Ground Dairy, serving as a special guest host today, temporarily replacing Alyssa Badger, who is all sorts of congested this morning. The weather is changing quickly here in Chicago. It got really windy and cold these past couple of days, and Alyssa is getting married in just three weeks, so it's important to make sure she is healthy for her big day. What a week we've had in the dairy markets. A somewhat disappointing global dairy trade auction result on Tuesday encouraged a nominal sell-off of skim milk powder and non-fat dry milk futures around the world. But Thursday afternoon's milk production report here in the US sparked a significant rally in both cheese and butter, CME spot and futures markets with some bullish data. Lucas, what can you unpack for us this week? Thanks, Eric, and good to have you back on the podcast. It's nice to hear your voice, and I'm sure many of our customers appreciate your opinions as well. I think turning first to international markets, yeah, as you mentioned, on the global dairy trade auction this week was a little bit underwhelming. It's not to say that we didn't see gains. In fact, the weighted average values on all traded products on that auction did increase, but some of them were a little bit underwhelming versus uh, New Zealand exchange futures market expectations. Particularly in whole milk powder, we've seen a decent run here over the past few weeks, over the past several auctions. But while contracts across the forward curve did see gains, it was interesting to look at some of the buying behavior on the auction. China's activity kind of aligned with in recent auctions, whereas they step back and uh, buy product off of the auction, but Middle East and Africa driving volume at this event. On the skim milk powder side of things, product from all three regions showing decent price movement. We did call this neutral. Uh, North American product down a little bit, but Arla retaking the premium versus Fonterra here. I do think that turning to the U.S., though, the biggest activity of this week was this U.S. milk production report that came out yesterday afternoon, Thursday afternoon, if you're listening next week. Production dipped lower versus prior year in the U.S., as expected at some point in Q4, but I think it kind of shocked the markets a little bit to see that negative print into October. Both milk cows and yield driving that, the herd size down 14,000 head versus prior year, dipping lower versus prior year for the first time since 2019. We were down 107,000 cows in just five months. Kind of speaks to a lot of the issues that farmers are dealing with on farm, even though these uh, higher milk prices in a normal world would provide a bit of optimism to farmers and would signal some milk production expansion, input costs climbing sharply at the farm level, whether that's feed or labor or fertilizer or hauling. And it really limits our viewpoint for any sort of output recovery here into the near term. Uh, yield is well weaker. It was the third consecutive month of lower milk per cow versus prior year. First time in more than two decades that we've seen three months of weaker yield. Again, just one more data point here that points to uh, milk production that will likely be negative versus prior year for the next several months. Fairly supportive to the market here. As of Friday morning, we did see both uh, spot and futures race higher in cheese. Uh, CME spot blocks up more than uh, 12 cents, 12 and three quarter cent gain this morning, uh, the CME spot block market, and we're seeing futures markets rally as well. Uh, cheese has been volatile over the past few weeks here. Of course, 
As a reminder, crashing lower into early November, but staging a decent recovery into this week. And as of today, based on that milk production report, I think a lot of people a little bit concerned about availability here into the coming weeks and months. Appreciate that, Lucas. It seems like on the GDT, that market, especially on the skim milk powder side, has been you know bullish and rallying. But you know, bull markets don't just go up every week, week in and week out. And so seeing a little bit of a disappointing number leads to a sell-off. And I think we're all on the same page that the global markets, given the lack of supply, is certainly poised to remain supported. And then I think just in a real brief talk about this milk production report, you know, I think the data had been suggesting now for the past couple of months that we could see negative growth in milk production here by Q4. And maybe it came a little bit early, but isn't necessarily shocking to the markets given the swing lower on cow numbers that's been happening over the last few months. But at the at the end of the day, when the data point comes out, it's it's real. And I think the market is uh, is reacting to that in kind. These markets are definitely heating up, Lucas, in what has been a pretty boring year thus far in the fundamentals, dealing with the COVID hangover with overproduction in the U.S. Now all markets are starting to see milk production either turn negative or tempering that growth. This Monday afternoon, the USDA releases the October cold storage report, which will provide us with ending stocks for both cheese and butter. Lucas, what expectation do you have on inventories given the lingering issues surrounding port congestion and labor and the cut and cheese wrap facilities? Yeah, another highly anticipated report. I think just as a reminder, in September, we did see stocks, both uh, Natural American and Total Cheese stocks, increase on a counter-seasonal basis. It was a little bit of a bearish signal to the market there one month ago. And to your point, Eric, I do think that lingering supply chain issues, whether it's not being able to get some of these blocks and barrels processed or cut and wrapped, or uh, exports backing up at the ports. I do think that even though we likely saw some decent domestic demand that could draw stocks down a little bit on a seasonal basis, I do think we will linger at well above prior year levels here on the cheese inventory side of things. It's kind of important to contrast what we expect on Monday with what we saw in milk production that you know, even though supplies are lower immediately, we kind of do have some overhang here. Cold storage report could provide maybe a nice contrast and temper some of this bullishness that we've seen in recent days as we move into the American Thanksgiving holiday next week. I think maybe just briefly on butter too. Uh, we also get that data point on Monday, of course. Um, we've seen pretty impressive drawdowns here in the past few months with butter demand quite firm in our domestic market and even exports picking up from the US. So probably another tick lower there on butter, likely remaining below prior year levels and lends more support to that market as well. Of course, all this volatility kicks in as many people, including yourself, Lucas, are heading out on vacation here for the Thanksgiving holiday. It could make for some very interesting and volatile market trades. So make sure that you stay in tune with uh, with, with the good folks here uh, at High Ground for your most updated analysis and information on these dairy markets. Well, that does it for this volatile week. Alyssa should be back for our next podcast coming up on Wednesday to review the cold storage report and any other latest happenings in the market prior to the Thanksgiving holiday. Thanks for tuning in to Let's Chat Markets and talk with you next week.
Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you're interested in receiving more information as well as our analysis, please visit highgrounddairy.com to request a free 30-day trial today. Futures and options trading involves substantial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Thank you.